Welcome to another dynamic word from Pastor Ron Hammonds, Senior Pastor of Golden Triangle Church on the Rock in Southeast Texas. We're so glad you're joining us. For more information about Golden Triangle Church on the Rock Ministries, visit our website, cotr.com. Enjoy the word. Are you ready for the word? All right, let's open our Bibles today to Matthew chapter 1. Uh, we are continuing the Christmas story. And you know, the Christmas story is filled with people who do a lot of talking, do a lot of prophesying. We've been leading up to the Christmas story now all during the month of December. And I would encourage you to go back and, and uh, you know, perhaps watch these online, uh, read the notes. You can get the notes at EZ, EZ, EZ Sermons, one word, EZSermons.com. You can get the notes, and they read like a story, okay? I take time to write these notes in a narrative so that people who read them, and uh, I think last month about 7,000, a little bit better, 6,500, 7,000, 7,200 or so people went there to that website to get notes, most of them to get notes to preach. Uh, but, uh, but also I encourage you, they read like a story. We're about to uh, launch another uh, uh, ministry website called Stories, uh, Short Stories uh, from the Bible. And it's basically going to be a lot of the sermon notes put together in story form. And I've started, just initially started rewriting those, Pastor Ken, going back and rewriting some of my sermon notes uh, in, a, in, a, in a storybook form so that uh, they, they read a little more interesting uh, and, and not just notes for preaching. But a lot of people uh, in this Christmas story that we have been following, a lot of people were touched by God and, and, and they prophesied. We even had a whole message on the importance of speaking what God has spoken to you, how, how we model our faith by what we say. It's important that we model our faith to our children, our grandchildren, to our neighbors, to our friends, to our co-workers. And one of the ways that we model our faith is by saying what God said, you know, speaking what God spoke. It's so important that we do that. So a lot of people throughout this Christmas story, they have been talking. I mean, everybody's been talking. And, uh, you know... Um, it's, it's, it's filled with people who have said a lot. But we find one verse uh, that we're not going to be looking at today in Luke, the second chapter, where it says that Mary, you know, she kind of listened to what everybody had to say, but she pondered these things as the, as the shepherds left. She kind of pondered these things in her heart. She kept these things and pondered them. It's important not only that we say what God said, but it's also important that we ponder on it, that we think. Think on all the promises and all of the principles that God has shared with us because they are going to help us over, over hurdles in days to come as we remember the things that God spoke to us in moments of our need. So uh, we see people who, you know, pondered and, and, you know, but yet in this Christmas story, there is another very important person who actually never says anything. Wow. We've been talking about all these people and how much they talked. 
Who is this? Can you, can you imagine? Who is this person? Uh, can you guess who it is? Who is it that never said a word? Well, let's find out from Matthew chapter 1. We're beginning in verse 18. I'm reading from the New King James Version. Now, the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows. After his mother Mary was betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Spirit. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not wanting to make her a public example, was minded to put her away secretly. He was just going to divorce her, but do it in a private way, you know, in a, in, in, in a secret way. Verse 20. But while he thought about these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take to you Mary, your wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. Verse 21. And she will bring forth a son, and you will call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. So all this was done that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet, saying, verse 23, Behold, the virgin shall be with child and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. Then Joseph, being aroused from his sleep, did as the angel of the Lord commanded him and took to him his wife. And did not know her till she had brought forth her firstborn son, and he called his name Jesus. Wow. I guess by now you may have guessed I'm talking about Joseph. And the title of the message today is Silent Night. Hear Joseph. Bless Joseph's heart. You know, God chose Joseph. God chose him to be a fatherly representative, an earthly father to guide and to protect, you know, to provide for. Uh, he was just a common construction worker, you know, uh, but here God chose him. And I have long looked on Joseph as one of the unsung heroes of the Bible. Uh, so many times we overlook the critical part that he played. You know, he played a part that God had to have someone to play. Someone had to fit this bill. Someone had to fit into the plan of God. And even though we never hear one word uttered by Joseph, do you know there's not one word in the Bible anywhere that says Joseph ever said anything? We don't hear from him at all. Zero. Yet, I believe that he inspires every one of us. Each one of us can learn something from Joseph. And this morning we're going to look at this man who had a silent night. We're going to look at this man who, who was aroused in his sleep. And, you know, it's this man that God chose. Now, uh, go with me here for just a moment. Don't think for one moment that Joseph didn't have a choice as well. God chose Joseph, but Joseph also had to choose God. 
Just like Esther. Whenever Mordecai, if you remember in the book of Esther, a queen, she was a Jew, no one knew it, and she had a chance to speak up and save the Jews in all the land that her husband, Ahasuerus, was, was over. He was the king over. She had a chance to speak up, and she said no. Her cousin Mordecai went back to her and said this. He said, listen, if you all together hold your peace at this time, certainly God will cause deliverance to arise from another place. But you will miss out. You and those that you impact will miss out on all that God had planned for you. Don't think that people don't have a choice. They do. Everyday people are making choices. In fact, every day you make a choice. You see, God has chosen you just like he chose Joseph. And although Joseph's words aren't recorded anywhere in the Bible, his silence speaks fairly loud. Uh, a simple survey of this passage, you know, uh, gives us, I believe, four evident reasons why Joseph was chosen. Four evident reasons why I believe Joseph was successful in, in the calling of God on his life. Uh, and, and as you listen this morning, I want you to imagine how at least one of these truths might apply to you. Just, just today, as a gift from God, find one thing that you can take home with you. Just one thing. That's all. You know, I'm going to say a few more words for a few more minutes, and we're going to get out here in time to beat the other people to Luby's. If you can get all the way down to Port Arthur, that's the only Luby's in, in the area right now, I think. But uh, I digress, but I am getting hungry. Okay. Uh, what does Joseph's silence teach us? You know, what made Joseph successful? You know, because you know, just because Joseph didn't say anything does not mean that he didn't have anything to say. Uh, why do we even know his name? Do you know how many men there were in Israel in that day? Do you know how many men there were in, in, in Galilee in that day? Do you know how many men there were just in the town of Nazareth uh, you know, in that day? Why do we even know his name? We don't know any of the rest of them. Why? Because of one of the things that Joseph teaches us. Number one, Joseph was connected to someone who was connected to God. This is a principle of life. You know, Joseph was chosen. One reason why is because he was the one who was engaged to be married to Mary. Now, God chose Mary, and Mary said yes. But then God chose Joseph, and Joseph could have said no. God would have found another way. The story would have been different. In fact, Joseph almost said no. He got real close to it. But you know, being connected to somebody that is connected to God often opens up doors. You see, because Matthew tells us that, 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 that in, in, in verse 18 that Joseph was engaged to Mary. He was, he was in all practical purposes her husband. Uh, and and uh, yet, you know, we know that God knew this a million years before. 
But yet in this moment, it was a choice. Now, don't, don't confuse destiny and fate. Don't confuse, you know, fate is, well, I've got to do it. You know, I know well, what's happening is going to happen. It's going to happen whether I get involved or not. You know, these people are going to get saved whether I, you know, they're going to, you know, everything. No, that's not the truth. You have a destiny. You are not bridled by fate. You have a destiny, and destiny requires choice. Destiny requires faith. Faith and fate are not the same thing. We choose to say yes. Joseph's trust was in God, but who he was connected to made a difference. It always does. It always does. Who we choose to include in our inner circles can help us or hurt us. There are you know, so many stories in the Bible that because someone was connected to someone else, they were blessed. Because someone was connected to someone else, they were cursed. You know, because that's the truth. Who you're connected to makes a difference. Our success in life may depend more on others than what we realize. The only reason we know Joseph's name is because Joseph was engaged to Mary. Think about it. Somebody made a decision, and it was not a decision that had to be made. A second principle we learn from Joseph, even though we don't hear him say anything, is that he was a humble man. How do we know he was a humble man? Uh, because he did not react selfishly. He did not react. I mean, he was not a reactionary person. What is humility? Humility is dependence on God. That's what humility is. Humility is not a weakness. Humility is not a lack of resolve. Humility is not a, a stupidity. Humility is not a, a display of I didn't have a choice. The Bible says that there was no man more humble than Moses in all the earth. Do you know who wrote that? Moses. Okay. Moses wrote that about himself. What was he saying about himself? He, listen, he was very capable he was very educated. He was very powerful. He was a leader that God had called, but he knew he could not do anything without God. That's what humility is. Humility is a dependence on God. I know that I cannot do anything without him. That everything that I do turns out nothing in the end. How much money can I make? Well, when I go to be with Jesus, how much can I take? Humility. He was a humble man. He didn't choose himself. Joseph did not react out of haste. He did not react out of hurt. When he found out that his wife was about three or four months pregnant and he knew he was not the one, whoa, what did he choose to do? You know, a lot of people would have, would have, would have cursed the situation. A lot of people would have called their ten best friends. A lot of people would have put it on Facebook. You know what happened to me? Tweeted. Xed. <laughs> you know, Instagrammed. TikTok. It would have been a TikTok parade. They would have been talking about Mary all over the world. But Joseph, a kind and a humble man, he said, no, I'm going to divorce her. I, I, I don't want to be married to her. That's not my child. I don't want to be married to her, but I'm not going to do this publicly. I'm not going to hurt her. That wasn't in him. 
I pray punishment is not in you. Talking about things, tweeting about things, TikTok, Facebook. Keep the dirty laundry off social media. To whose benefit is that? Put on a little humility. God resists the proud. I've been hurt. I've been in, but God gives grace to the humble. That's a principle that Joseph teaches us. A third thing that Joseph teaches us, you know, we, we, who we're connected to makes a difference, and, and we cannot let pride get the best of us. Um, he gave his best to God and Mary, not to himself. But number three, Joseph embraced the supernatural. Why did God choose Joseph? He knew something about Joseph. Why was Joseph successful? Because Joseph had the capacity to embrace the supernatural, to embrace things he didn't understand. He, he must have had a relationship with God before all this ever began. Because all God had to do was give him a dream. Have you ever had a dream? What did you do with your dream? You know, Joseph got up from, the Bible says he awoke out of sleep, and he did exactly what the angel in his dream told him to do. He believed what the angel said. He had a capacity to embrace the supernatural. It is so important. So important to realize that, that Joseph had a relationship with God before all this began. He, he, he trusted God before all this started. He, he was the kind of guy that God knew that I can speak to. Be careful getting connected to people that God can't speak to. If Mary had chosen a different guy in town, she most likely would have made that trip by herself. We'd be reading a different story. And Mary, you know, raised, you know, uh, went down and found her own stable cave. And, you know, if she had a connected with, if she had just connected with the, you know, with the richest guy in town, with the most handsome guy in town, with, uh, you know, with, uh, I don't know what to say, you know, with Mr. Rogers, okay? Uh, <laughs> don't I look like Mr. Rogers this morning? I can't even think what he said, but I, or I would say it. But uh, I look like the old Mr. Rogers. Um, but Joseph here, think about Joseph. This guy had the capacity to embrace the supernatural. He had the capacity to hear from God. He already had a relationship with God. So whenever God said, don't be afraid. You know, I mean, nobody else heard this. God spoke to him. I love, I love the fact that, that God is showing here that I got a relationship with Joseph. I can send a messenger to him. Something, it, it sounds different, and my voice sounds different to him than anything else. So much so that he got up and he went and he said, Hey, girl, come on, you're my wife. And he just put his arm around her. Huh. You know, it can be difficult. It can be difficult in critical moments. 
to do what Joseph did. But he heard from God. Be careful when you're connected to folks that can't hear from God, don't hear from God, or it wouldn't make a difference. The fourth thing and the final thing that we learned from Joseph this morning is that Joseph was unafraid to go against popular opinion. He just didn't really weigh in, weigh the factors that everybody else is going to be against this. Nobody else heard the angel. He did. You know, mom and dad didn't hear the angel. You know, uh, you know friends didn't hear the angel. Uh, you know, friends felt about Mary like he felt about Mary. They didn't get the benefit of the dream. They didn't get the benefit of that calling. They didn't get the benefit of that unction. They didn't get the benefit of saying, yes, God. They just most likely watched him walk off and thinking, idiot, stupid. He went with God rather than going with the flow, rather than pleasing the crowd. The Bible says in Proverbs 29, verse 25, that the fear of others, the fear of what other people think, the fear of man will bring a snare. It will trip you up. The fear of what other people think. But the Bible says whoever puts their trust in the Lord, they will be safe. And that's what Joseph did. He put his trust in God. He didn't have the fear of what others thought about him. And uh, reckon what all those wagging tongues are going to say in Judgment Day. Hmm? Well, when God chooses you for your next task, let me encourage you to remember this silent night that Joseph had. Even though he didn't say a word, yet he speaks very loudly. Stay humble. Embrace the supernatural word of the Lord. You're going to be required at some point to do something you only believe. Not something you know. Don't be afraid to swim against the tide. And remember, connect with people who are connected to Jesus. I love you. God bless you. And Merry Christmas. Thanks again for joining us for another dynamic message from Pastor Ron Hammonds. Visit cotr.com and subscribe to our social media platforms to stay up to date. As well, receive more encouraging messages from our pastor and details of the work we're doing both in our community and communities like ours around the world. Today and every day, God bless.